experiencing those can I say a bad word? Sure. Experiencing those really shitty days. That's not a bad word. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you rant. <laughs> That's mild. <laughs> Welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Neve Marr and I'm delighted to welcome my guest to studio this week. Returning to the show is life coach Sarah Doyle, founder of the Better Life Project. And for the first time, Rachel Keane is here, the founder and owner of the wildly successful Dublin-based cafe Pogue, which of course means... Kiss in Irish. Kiss in Irish. Thank you for answering. <laughs> Ladies, um, I can't wait to dive in and pick your brains when it comes to all things health and happiness because that's what this show is about. But first, it's time for our favourite game. So it's called Six Words or Less and it's for our readers and our listeners who may not know who you are. So you have to describe yourself in six words or less. And Sarah, since you've been on the show before, I think we're going to go to you first with all of your six word wisdom. So in your own time. Can my first word be forgetful? <laughs> Did you forget to do your homework? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what I've used before and and possibly offer up something a little bit different, but I'm still going to keep forgetful at the top of the list. Brilliant. Friendly, happy, very passionate, one more, loyal. Oh, lovely. Loyal. Rachel, six words or less. You have them written down. Rachel did her homework. Yeah, I feel so bad. <laughs> I'm actually a very unorganised person. So maybe that should have been first. <laughs> so I need to write it down. Um, no, I'd say I'm a messer. Um, I'm resourceful. I'm quite calm and level-headed. I'm action-led and positive. They're great words. Really nice. Resourceful. I don't think we've had resourceful before. Well, yeah. How are you resourceful? So, I suppose in my job, loads of issues and problems always come up. Yeah. Um, like this morning that I get a call that the car machine isn't working. <laughs> um, and I just, I suppose I, I have to always come up with solutions and just pull on strings left, right and centre. Now, that's a small example of this morning, but... Uh, yeah, there's just yeah, always just throw my phone on the other side of the room and just be like, sort out your own <laughs> card machine. Well, I mean, like, obviously, sometimes I feel like doing that, but... um. I, I suppose they're just good at solving problems. I think that's probably very important. Do tell us about Pogue, though. So, I mean, you've been trading since 2014, isn't that right? Yep. And there's a new one on the way, which we're going to talk about in a little while. But when did you know that you wanted to do something in the health food industry? Um, oh, my God, I'm so hungry. My st- <laughs> I, we, haven't even, we haven't even started talking about it. And my stomach is rumbling. Uh, thinking about I'm just dreaming about pancakes right now. Thinking about I'm just always hungry. Like <laughs> I suppose that's when I realised I wanted to. No, well, basically, when I was younger, like I've just been obsessed with food all my life. Yeah. And um, obviously that brings, <laughs> that can turn you very large you know, and in charge, which I ended up when I was uh, a teenager. Well, I think I did my junior cert and I was like, you know what? I'm studying really hard because I did study really hard. And I was like, you know, I'll just really like let myself, you know, if I want something nice, I'll have it, you know. Yeah. And then uh, I was kind of going into transition year and I was like, oh, I better nip this. Like I was, I was oh, really? fairly large. Like, OK. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, I, I went and uh, lost loads of weight. I lost three stone, which wow. might seem like a lot. But uh, considering I'm five foot odd, five foot odd, yeah, I, I kind of like I, I know you've seen a picture, Neve. People, have, people yeah. actually think it's fat boot. They don't believe me like that. It was me. <laughs> it's but funny. Was that something that like, were you 
did you lose three stone in a healthy way or like how oh, yeah, three yeah, stone, yeah like you are you're the same height as me so three stone is, is a lot of weight and the picture it, it honestly doesn't look like I you know, I know. it's something about the fact that it's like an early 2000s Do picture you know, and it's grainy and all know, that kind yeah, of stuff like I think it was I think like it was like the po- most possible worst angle and everything like I have that picture is, a, is on the <laughs> cover of like loads of WhatsApp groups of mine and everything I find it hilarious I actually right. love laughing about the whole thing like I'm totally well that's a positive funny, attitude like, to yeah. have about the whole thing so I mean so you weren't feeling like yourself you weren't feeling comfortable in your own weight so you made well, the was, decision to I lose weight I was just like I'm not going to be be like this all my life God like yeah. Um. so yeah I just was like okay I have to do something about this and you know I'm so in love with eating and food in general that um, it kind of forced me to become really creative in the kitchen and yeah. like I just could never live off lettuce and broccoli and chicken so I sort of I suppose fell in love with you know health food and the whole the whole thing around it like just cooking deciding recipes and like as well sort of researching food and I suppose that time there was no real social media sphere the way there is now but um there was a little bit and um I just kind of fell in love with the industry even though it wasn't really around that then yeah and I felt that uh if I could ever like own an, a restaurant that would offer this type of food that you know that would be like the ideal way of life I suppose I mean there's a lot of places that are advertised now as being incredibly healthy but at the time you felt like there was a gap in the market and you kind of wanted to jump on that well yeah I mean like I was 16 when I first got the when I first thought like this but um so I didn't I wasn't like oh you know let's go fill this gap and you know I yeah. didn't really have the, the business head then that I do now but um I I I never actually thought it would be a possibility. It was just something like imagine I could do that. Wow. Like and it literally excited me so much like back then that um I I suppose it it just came along then after a while I went and studied um media and you know film broadcasting radio and being here reminds me of that as yeah. I already said but um <laughs> Um, that wasn't for me um, so yeah I, f- I found my way back to this and I'm happier than ever so I mean I do want to talk more about the actual food and stuff that's on offer in Poe because <laughs> it's it's sexual if, if I can say that oh yeah um, porn. it's porn. so good and I mean that's another thing like your Instagram account as well is fantastic but Sarah I mean obviously I'm a big fan I literally when I emailed Sarah that I wanted to do an episode on kind of like health and and food and happiness and everything whenever I'm feeling a little bit down or whenever I don't feel healthy I just pop onto Sarah's Instagram and she literally makes me feel happier so how how do you equate food when it comes to your well-being and your health and your happiness is it a big part of it for you absolutely I love food as well Um, but food for me is to add value to my life not to take away from it so because of the relationship with food that I've had in the past and various issues I've had with eating disorders etc I um, would value a very positive relationship to food Mm. and a very balanced and moderate approach towards it as well so I'm not a fan of elimination or restriction in any way if I want something if I crave something I embrace it wholeheartedly and it adds value to my life I love nothing more than attempting to cook something for my husband and I absolutely adore gathering with friends around food I love going out for food I love eating about it I go to bed fantasising about my breakfast and I have the exact same breakfast every single morning and you love it I really want to know what it is I'm so boring but it's just eggs and toast 
Yum. Oh, sometimes, but sometimes you can't beat the basics. You just can't yeah. beat the basics. Yeah. So food for me is 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 there to add value to my life in, yeah. um, in multiple roles. It's not fuel for performance. It's not just about my physical health. It is about my spiritual and emotional health. It is there because it makes me happy. It's there because it soothes me mm. when I'm in pain. It's there because I enjoy it. It's it's a form of celebration, particularly yeah. around. What did I tell you about her wow. voice? What did no, I tell like, you? Like, I'll, just, I'll just stop to me. I'll now, stop like, doing that it. Is Thing. what food is though exactly. it's like yeah. such, a, such a thing to celebrate like and, yeah. and it's one of those things as well I think you touched on something there like when you said about it's not about restriction and I do feel like maybe 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 we grew up in a different time but diet culture was something like I remember going to secondary school and I remember you know girls being on really severe diets and, and restricting themselves at like 15, 16, 17 years of age which which isn't a healthy way to look at Absolutely food no And way. but I think that was kind of the way we were brought up it's like well if you want to look a certain way then don't eat this food and now what I think is starting to change with the entire well-being and kind of health and, and it, like life coaching as well it is about things that make you happy and I know food mm. is one of the things that makes me ultimately but, happy. But diet culture in today's day and age has gotten significantly worse and yeah. you've said that there were 15 or 6 year olds, 15 or 16 year olds who would have experienced a negative relationship to mm. food. I hope that it's better now but no, I don't know. it's yeah. not and it's so sad and incredibly destructive but I will do work with young teenagers and they're 8 or 9 years of age going oh no I can't eat that and it's a blacklist or it's a food that they have on their uh, no box. It's food that they don't allow themselves to enjoy because they've consumed through various media outlets yeah. Yeah. Um, information that tells them that carbohydrates are bad and if you want to lose weight you shouldn't eat them. Our brains won't function without carbs yeah. but yet we have these incredibly innocent teenagers, girls and boys growing up with scaremongering so diet culture is ever more present because of social media uh, because you've got some personal trainers out there who think that they know everything about all of the food mm. but they only know what works for them. Yeah. Nutrition is an extremely unique and subjective part to all of our lives and we need to be able to include the emotional and psychological component to it as well. And I mean it is and I, don't. And it's all connected as well because mm. I mean if you have a healthy diet um, you know then you'll have a healthy mind like it's all yeah, pretty much connected yeah. but in terms of the actual food so like what makes your food because your food oh my god your social media account as well if you don't follow it go follow it Pogue so you've got over 26,000 followers on Instagram yeah. so I mean and obviously that's an incredibly good marketing tool as well because anybody that goes into Pogue is, are taking pictures of their very like it's so beautifully presented <laughs> and it just looks so incredible that doesn't if I was to scroll through Pogue's Instagram like I'm not saying it doesn't look healthy but it looks so delicious that it's not the kind of like classic maybe health food yeah health like, food that you would expect well you know Sarah just mentioned everything Sarah says I seem to think it's great but um that's why I have her on. the um <laughs> she's talking about restriction and everything like you know it's it's it was started around healthy options and I suppose like a fun atmosphere with food as well but um you know we do loads of salads we do our protein pancakes which are have become quite famous I suppose and we do like smoothie bowls and we do loads of stuff that are really high calories and I suppose I try to cater for everyone like you have people that do want to come in and maybe pig out a little bit but yeah. 
I suppose our our menu, you know, sixty to seventy five percent of it is probably healthy. Like I have my fingers up doing those rabbit ears right now. But you know, like what is healthy? It's really just about good ingredients. And I don't go for like you know low fat milk, non dairy milk, all these alternatives. Like I just like I mean I'm not I'm not really dieting anymore ever. Yeah. Well, I suppose I am sometimes. Like depending, but like. I don't I'm I, I'm so against the whole restriction thing as well like it's just really about balanced a balanced diet three meals like don't pig out every day of the week and have a treat every now and again if it makes you happy you know so that's really my approach it's not like about oh you know really low calorie really paleo you know all these ideas and I suppose food trends that come and go like every month you know there's something different so yeah. it's more really just about a avocado, balanced diet avocado is sticking around though avocado whoever did their PR my god like it's sticking they, around it's, it's it's insane I know it's really insane I don't like them anymore I've gone I off them avocados. do you not no, I hate them oh guys love an, love an avocado <laughs> yeah. uh, like I, I wouldn't spoke about I wouldn't before. be dying like yeah. to just you know have a, have a big avocado like but, <laughs> but if you have avocado now and parmaham together Avocado and parma ham. Good olive oil and good salt. Oh like, God, next you're going to say banana mashed up on bread. Ugh. Oh no, no, no. I wouldn't be into banana mashed up on bread. But, but on bread with different things I would like. <laughs> Anything on bread. No, parma ham and avocado is, is one of my one of my true loves. The problem that I have with avocado, and we won't go into too much because whenever I start talking about avocado, the episode becomes about avocado, but like you have to put salt on it, I think, to make it taste nice. Absolutely, And yeah. I don't think you should have to put salt on anything to make something taste better. I think it should taste beautiful this on its own. This is why you need parma ham with it. Okay, parma ham Have has our avocado toast with linseed, chilli... Good olive oil. I'm so hungry. I should That's have. I should have, olive oil. I should have thought this through more. In terms of the business, like you started in 2014, I think there was definitely um, kind of a move, I suppose, in our society towards more of maybe healthy eating and stuff. And then we won't start listing off all of your competitors, but like it's big now. Do you know, like people want to be healthy. They want to be eating. There was definitely a push maybe a couple of years ago. People were training really hard as well. I think that's kind fit of fam. the fit fam. I think that's kind of like Gone. fallen off a bit. And now it's more about meditation and more about self-love, which is fantastic for me because I've stopped training entirely. Um, but how do you, do you find it's changed from a business standpoint and your business model? I think, uh, you know, the only constant is change it's yeah. ever changing like yeah. just always it's um, when we first opened it was all fit fam you know protein powder and like eggs like eight, eight eggs a day and yeah everything. like yeah. just spinach and eggs it was really just uh, like protein bars like to be honest we sell protein bars but I'm way more into our like you know kind mm. of artisan cakes and stuff um, now I think as I mentioned already it's people just people are just you know eating good ingredients and mm eating all their food groups and enjoying their lives more and not restricting and maybe like if they have a big meal they'll have a smaller breakfast the next day um, and you know it doesn't. it's not just when we first started it was all salads Yeah. and now we have a way bigger menu and there's everything on offer and people people I think back in 2014 when that whole FitFan thing came about and everyone was training so hard and it was all about be, being muscly and yeah. everything um, they were really afraid of food groups as uh, Sarah mentioned as before but um, now it's yeah like particular food groups as well yeah carbs still out there it's, they're not yeah. hashtagging but they're still there oh no they're still there yeah. I mean I mean they are and I mean 
I've no problem with with people in the the fit fam I suppose or these personal oh I've used that hashtag a lot I'm not gonna lie I've hashtag fit fam like quite a bit I've been one of them I'm not that I'm not anymore I feel like if I was to do it now they'd come for me because I'm, I'm too not... much of a fraud I think for that like right, I'm not yeah. I'm not a like I'm really soft I love eating yeah. sometimes I'm a stone heavier sometimes I'm a stone lighter yeah. I like to exercise I like to you know but I'm I'm not I'm I would ne- I never would have put myself in that but I, obviously Pogue has been an attractive business to mm. that that crowd and I think it's it's Pogue is, is attractive to um people people like Sarah who just like being happy and like the positive side to life and treating themselves yeah. and just yeah. relaxing and self-love really mm. exactly it's it's we kind of we like pancakes we like pancakes yeah. but there's something I think there's something so lovely as well about going to a place and then being presented with a beautiful plate of food and then one of my favourite things to do is literally take a picture of it because well, it's yeah. so pretty as well, well I, I don't want to eat it I kind of just want to well right yeah. now I want to eat it because I'm so hungry but it's art yeah mm, absolutely that's, that's yeah. my approach when I employ new people I say right this has to look like a picture mm-hmm. yeah every you, customer you wants eyes. oh yeah. absolutely yeah. like yeah. I want every customer taking a photo yeah and they do yeah. they do every yeah. day there's like if I if I could see all the photos of the food in Vogue that are actually out there on social media like it would take me days yeah. like there's it's I think it's 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 such a powerful marketing tool like it's 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 quite insane sometimes I try to explain it to my dad and he's like yeah but okay I'm like okay you know he, he doesn't really get it but like it's just viral people yeah. share it to their followers it's just it's, it's huge, huge yeah. yeah I mean it's it's kind of like a built in marketing tool into like any kind of small business that is starting as well at the time I do want to talk more about um, the progression of the business because you are starting a new one soon um, but I do want to talk also about Sarah and the Better Life Project but we're kind of talking about health and, and happiness and well-being this week and burnout is something that a huge amount of young female professionals in particular are going through at the moment and it's been labelled as an epidemic in some academic circles so I spoke to psychotherapist and behavioural change therapist Siobhan Murray earlier in the week to find out exactly what it is, why it's different to stress, for example, what the signs are and ways that you can spot and perhaps prevent burnout. I'm joined in studio now by psychotherapist and behavioural change therapist Siobhan Murray. Siobhan, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks for coming in. Thank you very much for inviting me in. We get a lot of interaction with our listeners about things that they want us to talk about. And one of them is about burnout and stress and kind of work-related pressures. So am I right in thinking that burnout as a term is predominantly associated with careers? Yes, that originally burnout would have been associated with actually high level caring careers. Your doctors, your lawyers uh, would never have been the average person or possibly even somebody who worked from home or was a a home, uh, stay at home mum, young mum, even somebody who's on a career break, somebody who's on maternity leave that would never have been associated like that. It was just very much the, the top level professionals, but within the caring industry. Now it's across the board. You've got kids, you've got junior cert kids, you've got leaving cert, college, all the way up. So how can we define and identify exactly what burnout is then? Well, I think it's good It's, it's good to understand the difference between stress and burnout. Yes. Because a lot of people confuse and, and also putting in there depression as mm. well, because all three are related. Stress is normal. 
We mm. all need stress. We all need that certain level of stress. So coming in here there for me this morning, there's a little bit of anticipation. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit of, oh, I'm going to do something different on a Wednesday morning. Yeah, That gets me fired up to have read through my notes this morning, to be prepared to come in. If I didn't have that level of stress, I'd saunter in here and be going, uh-huh, mm. Yep. Right. And, and not engaged. If you think of a sports person, they're standing on the side of a pitch about to play a match. They need that level of stress before they're going to play well. Yeah. That's what fires them up. It's a little bit of anxiety mixed with ad- adrenaline, I think, when it comes to something like that. And well, I think you need that in, in, in some situations in order to perform at times. Absolutely. Yeah. But interestingly enough, anxiety is actually an emotion where stress is a physical reaction in the body so when we get stressed yeah. we release cortisol okay. that's that is that that gets, that's what fires us up to back that up in our bodies we also then release glucose okay because it's the glucose it's the sugar rush that gives us that oomph going back to caveman times when a caveman would have to go out and fight and bring back the bear. Yeah. So he has the cortisol because he knows he's going to, to be coming up against the bear. He's got the glucose, which gives him the energy to do it. What happens to the body is he kills the bear or he runs away. So the cortisol level drops back down to normal. The glucose drops back down to normal. And if you think that, that if you transpire that back into to modern day if somebody's had a shock or they've yeah. been overwhelmed we we go oh, make them a cup of tea and put a couple of sugars in it yeah absolutely we Sugary don't even tea. think yeah, yeah we never even think why do we do it it's just yeah. ingrained in us to do um so a little bit of stress then is, is fine and, absolutely. and everybody gets stressed at times so you're saying that burnout is very very different to stress so what burnout is is when that stress doesn't return to normal. So your body is in a continual level of stress. We're not meant to be in a continual level of stress. We, our bodies aren't meant for that. That means that we're constantly uh, producing the cortisol levels in our body and the glucose, which means it affects our diet, our sugar levels. We're tired, our sleep. It, It just, it slowly, slowly compounds onto us until we just don't have any energy left. And can you tell as a psychotherapist, can you tell a person who walks into your office, for example, are you able to tell straight out that they're suffering from burnout? Generally, I would be I would be able to see very quickly if someone is burnt out because their body is even the way they hold their body, okay. even the, their body language. Another, I've had two separate clients, one male, one female, who have come into me. Uh, one was actually yesterday, a, a lovely lady and a gentleman who's only in his early 30s last year, who both took themselves to hospital and ended up in hospital for two to three days on ECGs, thinking they were having a heart attack. And all their tests came back clear. There was absolutely medically nothing wrong with them. So it's just a continued level of stress that's continuing in the body. Um, Is burnout usually associated with a personality type? So is there, say, if you were to class it, if you were to like, well, if you're somebody who suffers from stress or maybe you're in a, a high pressure job, 
would you say that some personality types are more inclined yeah. to suffer from burnout? Yeah, and what are they so. then? So perfectionism, okay. somebody who, who feels that they have to do everything perfectly, which is great. We encourage, you know, we're being encouraged since we were young, do the best that you can. But that's exactly it. Do the best that you can with who you are. Trying to be perfect, there is no perfect. So when you, when somebody is working and they're submitting uh, it's, the report or presentation and they're constantly going I, I can do this better I can do this better to the point that they're getting themselves so worked up at the end of the day if they can do the best that they can and if they don't feel that they're 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 giving in what's what's the best they can ask for help yeah that's something that we have we nearly see asking for help as a sign of weakness yeah. That we're not good enough if we're not able to do all of these, everything in our lives perfectly. I think one of the things as well that I would struggle with is this whole work-life balance. And I kind of put this in inverted commas, but it's a podcast and so nobody can see that. But <laughs> um, basically everyone is striving for work-life balance. And even people, you know, who I know who are doing phenomenally well in, in their work and they're like, well, you know, the important thing is work-life balance. And we were speaking on the phone mm. yesterday and you said that work-life balance isn't actually a thing and I completely that completely resonated mm. with me because I 100% don't have work life balance no. I don't think I ever have to no. be honest with you and so why do you think people use this term then so often has it just become like a slang term yeah I think yeah. it became and I think there's there's some merit in it um, I think it just needs to be reframed and reworded because I feel that the stress that's put on people to have this this elusive work-life balance. What is it? It's, it's, you know, where there's, it's like a pie chart where you've yeah. got a percentage of work, a percentage of home time, that a percentage of social time, and that's exactly what happens every single week. But by and large, that's not taking into account for the curveballs that life throws. That That's not taking into account if you're working... For, for some accountants, if they're working uh, in the finance department, they might have month end. Mm. From what I know, thankfully, I have never worked in finance, but month end is supposed to be horrific. Yeah. That means that that person's work life balance has just gone out the window because everything is work. So if they're uh, striving for this work life balance, they're now left with feelings of not being good enough because they're their social outlet is not being met. They're not seeing their friends. Their families are sitting having dinner without them. Whereas that's okay providing you learn how to counterbalance that when you have those periods of time that are really, really busy that you do that and you're okay with that but that at the end of it you go okay now I'm going to do this other thing. Obviously, I think for young professionals in particular, so a lot of our listeners um, and a lot of our listeners will be female as well. It's crucial to, to make sure that you take care of yourself. So if someone is listening and they may be experiencing the signs or symptoms or something's clicking with them when they're mm -hmm. listening to this, what would you say to them? Well, very much uh, if somebody is feeling and uh, the other thing just to add into that is is mm. depression. If there is that very low feeling yeah. is take yourself to your GP first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Just make sure because much as a lot of the work I do works on the practices that people can do themselves, you do want to rule out that there aren't any other underlying issues yeah. in there. Um, so if it's a constant low feeling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a constant low feeling would be something that would be going on for three to six weeks. Whereas with burnout, 
burnout is something that doesn't happen overnight. Mm. Burnout is something that will happen gradually within the workplace. It could be very much that feeling of just not being valued, of going in, feeling that you are utterly mentally and physically exhausted, even though you've had a good night's sleep. One of the things I would say is most people suffering from burnout don't get a good night's sleep. Yeah, it's they're they're taking their phones to bed, which Mm. would be a huge thing. Um, Having your phone in the bath. I've been connected it's to your It's just because your brain, I feel I feel like whenever I've been stressed, like I can do all the things that people tell me to do in order to kind of relax, but the brain just keeps whirring away, do you yeah. know? And it's just switching off the brain. If there was actually a switch, I think it would be a lot easier for a lot of people. But it's hard to do when you have like an intense kind of work life, I suppose. And I think that's one of the things is that it's learning how to be able to to shut that part of your brain off yeah. because when people there's there's been years of people saying you know go to bed have a notebook beside your bed and write your list for the next day I would not be saying write yeah. your list for the next day because that means you're sitting in bed and you're thinking about everything you have to do tomorrow and you haven't even finished today Yeah. so yeah do that in work mm. do that maybe sitting in your kitchen mm. but don't bring that type of stuff into your bedroom yeah. your bedroom is for sleeping Yeah. and without sleep sleep is the most important thing in recovering from burnout or for preventing burnout and much as that may sound very idealistic and very simple without sleep our brains aren't able to function cognitively in the right way the following day. Right. So if if I just explain this, this is I hope this comes across on podcast. But if you imagine your brain mm-hmm. and your brain is uh, at nighttime, it shuts down. Mm-hmm. So when it shuts down, all the cells shrink. So a fluid passes through your brain, which clears out your brain. So it's nearly like you're brushing your teeth. So you've got plaque buildup on your teeth. You get you get a build up on your brain from your brain being worked all day. Okay. So you go to sleep at night yeah. and the all the cells shrink. This lovely fluid, like brushing your teeth, passes through your brain, Okay. clears out all the cells so that when you wake up in the morning, it's all like your teeth have just been brushed. It's all clean and sparkly. So and if you have a bad night's sleep and if you're like, waking up and stuff like that that's why you feel so tired the next day because the fluid hasn't gone through and cleaned everything Absolutely. out I never knew that no, and I've explained it very simply so I I'm think sure you explained that incredibly <laughs> well yeah I'm fine with that but I wouldn't understand anything else sleep yeah. is so mm. important Siobhan Murray tell us before I let you go that was all incredible by the way I feel, I feel like I'm so glad you told me that about sleep but I also think that I'm going to be lying there thinking about my brain now tonight and wondering if the fluid is going to come so that might stress me out more but it's I'll work on it I'll work on it but you do have a book coming out isn't that right so I tell do. us a little bit about that before I let you go so the burnout solution it's a 12 <sighs> week yes it's a great name I know mm. I'm, I'm so happy with it And but interestingly and I, I say this with full disclosure in the process of writing the book I had probably taken on too much mm-hmm. and but there was a light at the end of the tunnel because there was an end in sight um I, I experienced a lot of the symptoms of burnout because it's wow. so I ironic is just yeah. it people think that because I work in in wellness and mental health that I have it all sorted it's not as easy as that it's you know there will always be the curveballs yeah. so it's understanding what the signs and symptoms are and the book is very much about that it's about explaining what the signs and symptoms are it's laid out as a 12 week program but you can take as long or as short to read through the book and 
um, and work through different exercises. So you're understanding what the signs and symptoms are, both internally to your body and externally. Uh, explain stress in, in detail. Um, it touches on the difference as well with depression. And then it looks at all the ways that you can recover from burnout and explains. There's a couple of case studies from some of my own personal clients. Yeah. And it, it, it's it's a book that you can pick up and put down or you can read through in one sitting, whichever way you want to. But it's out there to, to, and it's very much aimed at professional women yeah. to let them understand that when they're not alone, the mm-hmm. pressures they put on them, it, it's 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 about understanding how the mind works, how limiting self-beliefs from our childhood filter into what we believe we can or can't do in our current roles yeah. and the pressures that put on. So I'm Amazing. hoping it will be really beneficial. And when is that out? Is it out immediately? Can I have one right now, please? It's <laughs> out in January. It's out in January. Okay, cool. Well, look out for that. So Siobhan Murray, as well, you do have a website that people can go to if they want to find out more. Yeah, my website's uh, www.twistingthejar.com. Siobhan, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you very much. Okay, so we're back. That was Siobhan Murray there. She was talking about burnout. And of course, if you are feeling anxiety or stress or burnt out, there is absolutely nothing wrong with going to your GP and talking it through. Um, We're not psychotherapists here. So do go and kind of talk to your GP if you're having anything. Um, I always feel, though, that when you're burnt out or not clinically burnt out, but just feeling deflated and kind of overworked, going for healthy foods or or burning sage like you do. I've kind of started to notice that you do that, Sarah, a lot on your Instagram or taking the healthier option in general is definitely the best thing to do. But I know for myself, realistically, sometimes I just want to sit on my couch, eat a Chinese and not clean my room. And I go to bed not feeling better. But sometimes it's hard to do the right thing. Do you know, like do the thing that, you know, is probably a healthier option to do. Do you find that ever, Sarah, or you and every single person that has ever walked through my office doors? Grant. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We have to uh, take into account that when we consider things like happiness or health, it's not just the take health, for example, it's not just the absence of disease, it's the presence or it's the promotion of a holistic approach towards your health, uh, taking into account um, social health, emotional and physical health as well. When you take into account happiness it's it's about action it's progress it's not just the experience of positive emotion it's how we feel about the direction that our life is going in Mm. when we take things like a bad day into account we become extremely judgmental of ourselves and we think oh a bad day oh shoot I have to turn this on its head straight away I have to do something to get over it what's wrong with me but I have so many things in life to be grateful for a bad day is a bad day and sometimes the best thing that we can do is just surrender to it when we have a bad day, if we think about what's happening at a physiological level, we're experiencing some form of negative emotion. We're experiencing sadness or frustration or jealousy. That's a real emotion. That's a normal emotion. Mm. I have this rule. When a client walks into my office doors and I have a sense that she might be emotional or that we might start to discuss topics that are quite triggering, I will always say one thing. There's no apologizing for our tears in this office. Mm -hmm. You will never apologize for laughing. You will never apologize for laughing, for smiling. So why on earth would you apologize for your bad day? It's a perfectly valid expression of a very normal feeling. I've literally never thought about that before. You know, we we don't apologize when we laugh, but we always apologize when we cry. 
and we don't take that approach towards our bad days. Yeah. Now, there are going to be some clients, some women, some men that I work with know or have heard of that need to be proactive about their bad day because their bad day has actually turned into a bad week and a bad month. Yeah. So there are some people that need to be very, very proactive about it. Happiness works for you when you work for happiness. But what we must remember around positive, what we must remember about positivity or happiness is that it doesn't mean we've eliminated all of the negativity from our life. Mm. Optimism, resiliency means that we can bounce back from it. It means that we can see the silver lining. Experiencing those, can I say a bad word? Sure. Experiencing those really shitty days. That's not a bad word. Okay, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You're grand. (laughs) That's mild. (laughs) Experiencing those really bad days. If we allow for it, there is so much growth from that pain. There is so much that we can learn from. If we feel comfortable, I will often encourage a client to journal about that bad day, to talk about it, to actually engage in a very holistic approach to our self-care, which means checking in with ourselves. So you've had a bad day. Why have you had a bad day? You're jealous. Why are you jealous? How is that jealousy manifesting? What do you really feel? What's underneath all of that? I'm again, I would just listen to you all day. Um, Rachel, what do you what do you think about like this whole kind of life coach? And like, I've never been to a life coach, but I've told you this before, Sarah, and I literally just get Sarah on the podcast every every few months. So she just gives me a little injection of it. (laughs) Um, But I follow her and I I follow a lot of blogs and and stuff like that. And I think it would would definitely help me. But like you're a business owner, you are in. I mean, I don't know if it's a high stress environment, but like you have. (laughs) Yeah. And you have like a lot of people who are depending on you for their income and stuff like that as well and and the business is growing and it's only going to expand more so what do you do if like that like Sarah was saying you have a really bad day like because I I would be one of the people who tends to kind of get under the duvet and hide it's very easy to you know let the bad days as Sarah says kind of almost define you sometimes Mm -hmm. you know have a bad day you're really stressed you're pissed off you're Mm. like do you know what this is going nowhere I'm I, I got nothing done today and like oh I'm just and you start thinking of yourself and then it's like do you know what no you're great you're actually great you're doing really well and you're having a bad day and you just as she said surrender to it it's like that's what I try to do um, last week I had a particularly bad day it was a Saturday and I was working and it was a lovely day we were so so busy I was actually working in the shop and a customer came in who's one of the rudest people I've ever met and, and he put everyone in such bad form one of the staff was in tears actually really yeah and I I let him really get in on me and I was I was I was in a bad mood for hours and then I was just like Do you know what just let it let it go through you tomorrow's another day yeah. like I think it's easy to always be like no okay think positive do this do this mm. and like you know I've I've loads of kind of things I've taught myself or behaviours to like stay positive and you know be grateful all the time I think like there's so many things you can do t- to enrich your life a little bit yeah. and and stay happy and realise everything that you have in your life but sometimes like you say you just have to say I had a shit day it was shit life's not great 100% of the time Mm -hmm. and just get over it tomorrow's another day you've loads going for you just keep going do you know what I find tough to kind of deal with sometimes when it comes to um, 
dealing with bad days is that if I'm having like a really good day and I'm in a great mood That's it. and something happens something happens right like, so it's why not, did they ruin it you know the way sometimes you wake up and everything starts going wrong from the offset and you're like do you know what today is going to be hilariously bad so that's fine I actually deal with those days a lot better <laughs> but it's if I'm in a frame of mind where like maybe sometimes I've had to tell myself okay today is going to be a good day and I'm going to be you know I'm not going to let work get in and stress me or I'm not I'm just going to get the stuff done that I need to do but then something will happen and it will switch I find that really really mm. tough to handle it's just such a quick turnaround you need a mental health first aid kit really mm. oh, I love this I want to know more <laughs> why don't well, you just give we all have it yeah. I, I bet you guys have a first aid kit here so mm-hmm. that if you fall and graze your knee there's some antiseptic wipes and a plaster to put on it Absolutely. and that's a fairly common occurrence maybe not when we're in our 30 somethings mm. um, but we are all going to have days where I don't know a computer blows up if you're me the plug's not working the electricity goes off um, a listener says or um, someone says something silly we're all going to have those days but we have absolutely few personal resources to manage and to help us with those bad days so tell me about what yours would be then I know that you coach um, people and I know that you have clients that Mm -hmm. are different and you kind of cater them to you but just say this Mm. is happening just say Sarah is having the most incredible day and all of a sudden something bad happens to you like what is it that you do then what would you take out of your something bad didn't happen to me and I think it's the approach that we take and it's the mindset that we have to it as well Events that happen to us are neutral until we place a a value on it. So, for example, when we think that someone, when we think that when a car bullies out in front of us, Mm -hmm. we get angry because we saw our mom get angry when we were 16 learning how to drive. And when we were 25 going down the motorway, we saw someone else do it. So we've almost been conditioned to respond in a really specific way. I don't want to get pissed off when a driver cuts out in front of me. So how about I decide to place a different Mm -hmm. value on that? I have been cut off so many times by very, very Irish drivers. Do you know what I do now? Big smile on my face and wave. And my heart is thumping on the inside. But it's just really nice to actually control and dictate how I want to respond. Respond, not react. So that's what I put yeah. in my emotional, my emotional first aid kit. I put things like gratitude, like you've already mentioned, Rachel. I put uh, things like a positivity journal. Uh, so if something, um, if one bad thing happened in that day, and sometimes we have to be really tough on ourselves, mm. one bad thing happened in that day. It doesn't define our day. It does not define our life. So let's just put on our big girl pants and then try to list off five positive things that did happen that day. And let's let's just make some effort. Let's take some proactive steps towards trying to redefine our experience of that day. Events don't happen to us. We place a value on them. We are we have so much more control over our life and our emotions than we give ourselves credit for. But we think that circumstances, events, things, experiences have a predetermined value. Let's just take a second to actually think about that. They don't. Mm. They really, really don't. We've been conditioned to respond very, very specifically since we were very, very young. You might see, um, if you go into a playground, you'll see two types of mom. I'm not saying either one is right or wrong. I just think Mm. it's a really interesting observation. But you see a mom whose child falls and races over, picks up the child and cradles it straight away. And then the baby reacts. But then you'll see a mom whose baby will fall and the mom will go, how are you, bud? Up you get. You can do it. Come on. And the baby will stand back up again and go. And be, be fine. And be the grand, baby will yeah. be fine. And that happens 
all of the time. How many times would um, a friend come back after a really bad day and say, oh my God, my boss is such a B-I-T-C-H. And I'm such a goody two-shoes, clearly. <laughs> I don't know if you spelled it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm going to make me feel bad. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm not going to have to believe anything in this no. episode. It's <laughs> PG-13. I have a dirtier mouth when I do my own stuff. I'm just not sure how No, it's yes. good. Yes. It's good. I get given out to for cursing all the time. <laughs> but we will, after um, our friend has come back and had, you know, a negative encounter with the manager. Um, and we'll just begin this complete bashing session hmm. where we ruminate and the problem has grown disproportionately in our mind. Yeah. We haven't tried to demonstrate any compassion or empathy. We've no idea what the manager was going through. We're the victim. And we see so much of that. And these are sometimes quite extreme examples that I'm giving. Hmm. And it, it it doesn't happen overnight, but we can train our mind to respond very, very differently. And sometimes what we have to do is start the day by setting that positive intention. How do I want to experience today? How do I want to feel today? You'll wake up on a good day and say, oh my God, today is fantastic. I'm going to kill it. And then you'll leave the apartment and you'll go, I look like a million bucks. I wonder if Victoria's (laughs) Secret's going to get in touch today. And our mind is chasing and pursuing these positive feelings. But on a bad day, our mind is chasing and pursuing all the negative feelings because that's just where our bias is leaning towards that day. But we need those positive interruptions on the bad day sometimes more than we do in the good day. So a mental health first aid kit can be a very powerful tool. It takes time to practice yeah. it and to well, train it, but see, it can be very and I powerful. Think, I think as well, it's it's not about kind of, for people who, who haven't been doing this, for essentially, for people who aren't maybe aware of the fact that you can train your mind into doing different reactions and, and making things a little bit more positive, I would mm-hmm. imagine that it's kind of about baby steps. 100%. So I'm going to start in my car. So I'm literally going to try and do what you said there. So yeah. when people the come car is a great me, place. I think yeah. the car is a great place because I'm I'm not, I'm going to be totally honest, I've had a few fender benders, I suppose. Look, I'm a terrible driver, okay? I'm a really bad driver and I'm okay with admitting that. I try my best, but um, I'm just not the best driver and that's fine life goes on but I get a little bit angry when people cut in front of me I'm not going to lie and I don't like the react. they're gone within a second so it's not like my reaction is actually giving anybody anything but like I'm scowling at them and I'm giving them like the look but they don't care they're gone do you know so I'm not getting anything out of that interaction except putting me deeper putting into, yourself into, a, bad into a bad mood so I'm going to use Sarah's trick and I'm going to start waving like maybe not like a lunatic I'm not saying you're a lunatic but I'm going to start waving <laughs> like a lunatic and just smiling at these yeah. people and trying not to let maybe their bad driving make my driving even worse or think of what you're grateful for yeah that's always a really good one the fact that I have a like car you get so, yeah car. you get so angry driving mm. I read this one time um, that like it can put you in such a bad mood you're late to someone in front of you or whatever mm. and then you just think about all the things you're happy why Why? what makes you happy and then you're just like oh yeah let's mm. just sit here and now I'm grateful you know and it just yeah. totally changes your yeah. perspective I, I know yeah <laughs> maybe I shouldn't start my car because I'm usually angry in my car for some reason I'm not you should f- read I you don't. should read I think for beginners not that like this is obviously Sarah's thing right? yeah but I think I read a book years ago called uh, The Miracle Morning by Hal, El- Hal Elrod yeah. and it's like steps you take every morning mm. and it changed my life. Do you do it? 
Um, I did it like religiously for a long time. I still do things and I dip in and out and I go is through this, phases. Is it kind of like affirmations? Because I know you're, There's you're seven, a big believer. There's seven steps okay. and one of them is affirmations. There's loads mm-hmm. of things. Like I think I do a lot of these things in the car naturally now. Kind yeah. of, It's like ingrained and in me. Works. It's not actually yeah. like, yeah. it really works though. Like it literally changed my life. What are some of the examples? I know I'm kind so of exercise, yeah. exercise, affirmations, visual, visualizations, mm. um, meditation, um, Oh, I can't remember every yeah. single one of them. I've never done every single one of them. Yeah. And like, I'm not like, you know, getting up doing them like every single day religiously mm-hmm. or anything. But I think I I practiced it for so yeah. long that it's now sort of just how I think and how I go on. Yeah. So, Which but I think for people. Which is the mind, isn't it? Yeah, really, yeah. really like your, your mind, like your mind is everything um, so I'm going to have to let you guys go but before I do I do want to ask about what's coming up for you guys next so Sarah the Better Life Project is just going from strength mm-hmm. to strength yeah. you have your Empowered Women workshops that are happening what's coming down the line for you so I have an Empowered Women workshop taking place on September 1st Rachel if you, you I didn't get to go to the last one because I was away but Sarah actually just I'm tell definitely us going to go tell us a little bit about what these are Empowered Women are one day confidence self-esteem compassion self-care self-love events exclusively for women so women who want to feel inspired inspired and empowered to take on the world um, we have Prosecco we have lots of chats it's just it's a it's a good day I'm obviously biased but it's one of the best things I've ever done with my business yeah a colleague of mine here went to it and she came back like literally glowing she was just like I'm gonna put my red shoes on and oh, take yeah. on the world I think those type of just it sounds amazing anyway and it yeah. can just be really good to recharge it's just it's a nice safe space it's about for women for women yeah. and I think that it's something I was actually speaking to another colleague of mine yesterday and we started talking about something really random but but he said something and, and he's a boy and he did say something um, about women and I, I, I kind of I didn't take offence to it but I was just interested to see that that's what he thought and he was just like you know sometimes women are are harshest on each other than 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 they should be or like women are really hard on other women and he said that kind of off the cuff he said it like just and then let it go and we didn't talk about it anymore but I you know I I hate that that's a mentality that some people have and I think like the events that you have and like getting to talk to women on, on this show and kind of doing this every single week like we are meant to build each other up and we are there to support each other so like you get a group of women into a room and you sit down and you talk about ways in which you can enrich your life and that's a positive way I'm going to send this guy to that I'm going to send this guy <laughs> to Empowered Women <laughs> okay, so How can I sign up? If you go to the betterlifeproject.ie forward slash events it's in the Dublin Hilton um, in Charlemagne place amazing yeah and then the rest of your business you're still coaching and I have never um, seen as many personal life coaching clients as I have in the last six months we need you I am floored which Mm. is fantastic and I have to say I don't know how it happens but the group of women that I work with on a daily or weekly basis are just incredible Mm. they're absolutely amazing women I'm beyond it's the best part of my job my clients my personal I love I actually love this like just outburst of like such passion like you mm. adore your, your work just, and it's so I, I, nice I, I to sometimes see. don't know how I got so lucky I've I've worked extremely hard and you do work really I, hard and you don't make yeah. any um, like you don't make 
what's the word you don't apologize for the fact that like sometimes no. you and it is a job like and the mm. thing is when you're doing something that you're really passionate about that doesn't mean that you don't have to do your own taxes no. you know what I mean oh you, <laughs> like you're head of every department as I say and yeah. that can, yeah. that so, can it's, it's so true yeah. it's so true but there are department. there are days where I've I've had s- some experiences either at Empowered Women or the work I do with my private clients and, and a woman will say something or do something um I had a woman uh, work with me for four weeks in the confidence coaching program and she had extremely low body image. Um, after a couple of weeks, she was going out without fake, fake tan. She was going out wearing casual clothes. She was going out without makeup. Uh, she was going out with her hair up. And it took a lot of work on my part to not cry out of pure joy and happiness every time she sat down in front of me. Yeah. Because every single time she sat in front of me, it was like a brand new woman had just been unearthed and it was most fulfilling thing ever yeah Yeah. beyond a privilege well the Better Life Project if you don't know it go on Sarah Doyle she's incredible so Rachel tell us then about Pogue yeah yeah the second one we're getting a second one (laughs) so yeah um, I actually paid a deposit on this lease uh, 14 months ago would you believe yeah Um, but um, anyway there's a lot of things to to deal with in the interim but it's going to be opening in um well, I say three weeks, probably five, probably okay. six. Um, <laughs> That's okay. But, um, That's what we talked about. It's all right. Are you able to yeah. say where? Oh, yeah. It's on Tara Street. So yeah. the Tara building. Um, it's Where's the original? Just so people on know. On Bachelor's Walk. On Bachelor's Walk. Um, right. So Tara Street yeah. is going to be the new one in the coming weeks. Yeah. And it's it's going to be like double, a little bit more than double the size mm. and be a bigger menu. We have a full kitchen. It's going to be, it's going to be a super cafe. But a lot of work, obviously, for yourself as well. But a, a lot passion, of a work. work. Yeah, a lot of work. Yeah, it's it's dealing with builders, though. It's it's paperwork. It's um, mm. regulations. You know, it's um, it's not pretty. Yes. Oh, thanks. It's incredible. <laughs> it's it's not pretty. Kind of a lot of it. But um, I just can't wait for it to be there and for mm. it to be to be trading. And uh, I'm really really excited. Fantastic. So we are going to obviously get invited to the grand opening. Oh, of course. I'll have a lot of noise around the, the social media world at the, mm. at the time. So, yeah. And your Instagram is Pogue Dublin, right? Pogue, Pogue underscore, underscore Dublin. Dublin. Yeah. yeah, go. And if you haven't checked out the pancakes, oh my God. I'm so hungry. <laughs> if names with yeah. the nut butter and yes. the berries. Nut yeah. butter, berries oh and white gosh. chocolate. That's mm. that's the Rachel special. I usually The Rachel just, special. I'm, if I, I didn't have to go back people. into work now, I would literally I go I should have brought you pancakes. Mm. Well, actually, Sarah did ask me to ask you to bring <gasps> no, pancakes. I was, being, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking. They don't travel well. And I said to Sarah, I was like, I'm definitely going to ask her. And then I was like, I'm not asking this woman to bring oh, pancakes. Oh, I should have. Next time. We'll get them next time. They're so filling as well it's a proper I think I went there for my birthday last year mm. but I'm so proper there it's it's amazing like I put yeah. them on the menu on a whim yeah uh, Is it the most popular few, item on the menu um, or one of I would say to, in the winter 60% of our sales are from pancakes wow. like they are just they just took off mm. they just they have a life of their own I'm going to go eat porridge now, psyched, but I'm going to look at the pancakes on Pogue and I'll be in very shortly. So that is all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much to Rachel Keane and Sarah Doyle. As always for coming in. You're you're in so often now. It's great. I'll have you in again in a few weeks. Shane Dempsey was on sound and Fiona Delaney was helping out behind the scenes. I'm Neve Marr and we will chat to you next week.